Hey, welcome to Widowed Too Soon. This is Mark Massaro, and today I guess I will be calling it Widowed One Soon because it's just me. Um, Michelle, as you all know, is currently in Hawaii. Can you believe that? <clears throat> That's so awesome. I saw a lot of photos from her wedding. It looked like her and Joel had an amazing time, and I uh, can't wait for her to tell us all about it when she gets back. Um... <clears throat> so I am, and bear with me on my voice here, I've had a, some allergies and sinus infection or something going on, um, so I sound kind of groggy. Um, <laughs> it's, anno it's as annoying to me as it is to you, so uh, just forgive me on that, please, but <clears throat> wanted to um, come and talk to you guys today and make a new episode so that we're not waiting for Michelle to get back from her honeymoon. It's taking forever. Just kidding. I'm super happy for her. It's been so neat to watch my friend go from ah, hell. She went from going through hell, um, as, as we all have. And now she's found this joy and happiness again. And it's just so, it's been so beautiful to watch the Lord just fulfill promises to her um, and to both of us for that matter. And, and hopefully to a lot of you. Um, so for me, um, I have been, like I said, I've been a little under the weather, as you might call it. Um, you know, it's funny as uh, my whole life, every time... I had allergies. I thought I was sick. I didn't find out until about, I don't know, maybe a year ago, maybe a little more that uh, actually no, it was longer than that. My mother-in-law, um, actually, I remember one time said, maybe it's allergies. And she gave me a, what was it Zyrtec or one of those uh, allergy medications. And all of a sudden I like my eyes stopped watering and stuff. So my whole life, I thought I've been sick a lot. And turns out that I have allergies. So um, that's been fun and exciting. I love having allergies. Just kidding, I don't. Plus, I moved to Tennessee, as all of you know. And particularly the city that I live in called Maryville. Um, excuse me, Merville. That's how you say it around here. You don't say Maryville. If you say Maryville, they know you're not from around here. Um, this city supposedly, according to my neighbor, has more trees than any other city in the state of Tennessee, which means lots of pollen, which means I am still um, acclimating to East Tennessee. But uh, it is a beautiful rainy day here in Tennessee. And um, what have I been up to? Well, I just got back from a really awesome visit with my girlfriend, Tina, for her birthday. It was so sweet. I got to meet her son. We all went out to dinner. It was really, really nice. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I like West Virginia. It's a very beautiful state. And Tina's probably laughing right now because I always tease her about how much better Tennessee is than West Virginia. But secretly, I really like West Virginia. It's very beautiful. Don't tell her that. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, we had a great visit. Um, I stayed in a nice hotel. Uh, well, you know, nice for me. It wasn't like Four Seasons or anything. But um, it was very, very great staff and coffee around the clock, which is just lovely for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was a really great time. And just spending that time with her was just fantastic. And getting to 
enjoy her birthday with her and all that jazz was just really fun got to see her um daughter again who's really nice i got to fix a bunch of stuff around her house which i really enjoyed doing for her and replacing taillights on her car and wiper blades and um just fixing a lot of stuff around the house that that you know as as those of you that are widowed or um widowers that maybe don't know how to do stuff around the house know um it can become overwhelming to manage a house by yourself so um i loved getting to come in and just fix a bunch of stuff and for it to magically happen for her and it was kind of neat for me because uh <laughs> She, you know, hung out with my kids and played with them and they did crafts together and all this fun stuff. So for me, it was also a huge blessing that, you know, I got to just kind of check out from watching my kids for a little while. Because even when I go over to other people's houses or there's other adults around or whatever it might be, I'm still very much, you know, of course, I'm the one watching my kids and they're still coming to me and asking for snacks and asking for this and that. And um, it was really neat because she just totally took care of them. And it was such a gift to my heart to uh, have the kids, you know, go up to her and say, Tina, can I have a snack? And she was cutting, was she cutting oranges for them or apples? And she cut up a bunch of strawberries for them and they made um, squishies as my daughter calls them. I don't know exactly what they are, but they filled balloons with like, Oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, like baking soda and water or something, and they made slime um, out of them. And so when you, it's kind of like a stress relief ball. Is kind of what it feels like. So they made those, and um, so it was a great time. I got to hang out with her dogs, and I got to meet her brother and her sister, and see her mom again. And it was just lovely. We all get along great. So had a really good time there. That's what I've been up to. So. Um, I'm probably forgetting a lot of stuff, but that's okay. <clears throat> I wanted to talk today about creating a new life. Because, wow, it, it's it's so interesting to have your whole life figured out and then have it taken away from you, isn't it? It's you're in, You're in routines and rhythms and you each have your own responsibilities and duties. And you're a team. That's what marriage is. It's a beautiful team. Um, and then all of a sudden it's taken away from you and you're forced to start over. And you first have to like relearn who you are, as many of you know. I know we're all in different stages of this. Some of you are, gosh, two weeks out, six weeks out, just so in the beginning. And so you'll relate to the, you know, the, the who am I now? Like I'm, I am no longer, um, what would you say a, you're no longer identified by your marriage. And that is a hard pill to swallow for the first, you know, several months. Um, and then you kind of get through that and then you kind of get into this, well, then who am I now? And you have to relearn who you are. Um, and so we've done episodes about that. Um, but I wanted to talk about creating a new life because as many of you are several months in to years in, you understand what I'm talking about, that you have to create a new life for yourself. And how do you do that? Like none of us, well, 
we have a few listeners that have been widowed, widowed multiple times. And, um, that's, you know, always devastating to hear about because we all want to hear hopeful things, but even, you know, I think of one uh, listener in particular, Stacy, that she was widowed multiple times. She was a guest. If you haven't heard her episode, go back and listen to it. Um, she was widowed twice and she still has just this excellent attitude about life. And um, it's really inspiring to me whenever I hear about somebody that's been through the ringer, through the things that we've all been through, um, let alone twice, and still finds a way to be positive. Um, so speaking of creating a new life, what kind of life do you want to build? And for me, I personally, I want my story to be inspiring to others um, because that's the kind of person Lacey was. Lacey was a very inspiring person, um, a very, very beautiful soul and a very positive attitude about life. So I know that it, it if it had been me instead of her, um, I know that she would also be thriving in life and would, you know, be moving forward in life. And um, I'd be very proud to know that she would be doing that. And so there's very much a how to, how do you do that, especially when you're broken. And so those of you in the beginning, you might not be ready to hear this yet. This might be something that you go back and listen to later when you are ready, but you do have to create a new life. And so my thoughts are, you have to think about what kind of person you want to be. And you, you are so identified with, with the, the marriage that you had, because for me, it was Mark and Lacey, Mark and Lacey, Mark and Lacey, Mark and Lacey. And then all of a sudden it's Mark. That's a very different life. And I had to figure out who is Mark. Um, you know, I went through seasons of, you know, being disappointed in myself, um, you know, making poor decisions and things like that. And I, I want Lacey, I, I would want Lacey to be proud of me. And, um, so I wanted to change, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to get into details of, you know, the mistakes I was making. We all make mistakes. We're all humans, but just, just stupid stuff that, you know, shopping too much or honestly, like, you know, I'd have, I'd have a drink here and there, and then those drinks would start turning into more drinks and, um, I think I've said it on here before, but like I turned to smoking pot for a while and thinking that that was going to help me. And um, I, I quickly got convicted of that and realized that I didn't want to be doing that. And um, that's not who I am, but I just, you know, I went through these seasons of like just discovering who am I without Lacey. Um, Lacey held me accountable. And all of a sudden I was, you know, trying to figure out who I was again. And, um, you know, those aren't things that I'm proud of, but I, I like to be honest with you guys because while some of you might hear that I used to smoke pot and look down on me or think differently of me, um, some of you probably understand that, you know, you you're, the grief can make you make strange decisions. And uh, so now we're in a stage of rebuilding, creating a new life. <clears throat> and 
if you want to be an inspiring person, you need to make that decision. And, and what kind of things do inspiring people do? Um, you know, inspiring people get into shape, uh, in inspiring people, start new careers and, or be an, an amazing parent or whatever it is to you that you strive for. You need to pursue that. And how do you pursue it? Well, you can read books, but you have to practice it. You have to do it when you don't want to do it. So if you want to get into shape, so you go into a caloric deficit. For those of you who don't know what that means, it's that you burn more calories than you take in. So if you want to lose weight, you have to pay attention to your calories. And not just the calories, but the the macronutrients and things like that. And um, so you have to know how much protein am I taking in? How much fat? How many carbohydrates? What kind of diet do you want to do? Do I want to do intermittent fasting? But in order to lose weight, you have to, let's say you're, let's say your body burns 1800 calories a day. Well, you need to go to 1500 calories a day and you will naturally start losing weight. Well, you also want to choose those 1500 calories as good calories because you're limited. So you want to make sure the things you get in are good. And so that's, that's one way that you can be inspiring. And I promise you, no matter how overweight you are, and many of us have been there, I've been there. Um, I'm still overweight from where I'd like to be, you know, I, I could lose a good 15 pounds. Um, but you know, maybe some of you, uh, need to lose a lot more than that. But I promise you, if you stay in a caloric deficit and you stay at it and don't get on the scale every day, or otherwise you'll quit. But if you stay at it, you will lose weight. You will get into shape. You will make it. Um, and so if that's inspiring to you, stick to that. Um, and one thing that I always encourage um, people to do, as you've probably heard me say on here before, <clears throat> is to, um, let's say you do want to find love again, as, as many of us do, right? Um what do you have to do to do that? Well, instead of worrying about what kind of person you're looking for, you need to focus on thinking about what kind of person can I become that will attract that kind of person that I'm looking for. So if you want a good man or a good woman, depending on whether you're, you know, orientation, whatever you're, you're looking for in life, um, so, you know, if you're a man looking for a woman, you're a woman looking for a man. So what kind of, let's see, how do I say this? What kind of, let's, let's say you're a woman and you're looking for a man. What kind of man do you want? And you say, well, I want a good Christian man who's honest, has integrity and, you know, handsome, good looking, whatever the qualifications are, you need to become the kind of woman that would attract that kind of man. So for me, I wanted a good Christian woman um, who had morals and integrity, but more importantly, above all, I wanted somebody who is loyal and faithful. Those are the most attractive qualities to me, somebody who is loyal and faithful. And I found that in Tina. And it's because I became the kind of man that would attract a woman like that. I wouldn't have attracted Tina 
had I have kept going down the rabbit hole of, you know, smoking pot and drinking alcohol, that's not going to attract a woman like that. Um, and so, you know, this might be super obvious to some people, but I also know that as we go through grief, it causes people to cope with our grief in certain ways. And um, it's very easy, as if you haven't heard our episode before, to give into counterfeit comforts, things that feel good temporarily. For me, shopping on Amazon, it didn't matter if it was a $5 mouse pad or um, a new tool for my toolbox. Like just knowing that something was coming in the mail um, brought me satisfaction for me. A lot of it was cologne, as you know, I'm, I, you know, I know it's a weird hobby, but it is a hobby of mine. I really enjoy collecting fragrances. And for me, it got out of hand for a while. Um, I just wanted to know, I wanted to know that something was coming, something was coming in the mail and it was a strange grief. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have regrets about it. Um, because I feel like it got me through a season. Um, but we need to turn to the word of God. We need to turn to prayer. We need to turn to people, to positive people, to, um, being surrounded by good energy and things like that. Cause it's, it's very real that if you surround yourself with negative people, you will feel negative. Um, but if you surround yourself with positive people, you will feel positive. And there's so much truth to that. And so creating a new life for yourself, what do you want to be? Do you want to be successful? Surround yourself with successful people. And if you want to be um, a leader at church, surround yourself with other leaders. And, you know, I just want to encourage people to not just bury your head in the sand for too long. And I know we all do it. it gosh, I mean when you've been through some of the stuff that we've been through it, it's so easy to just bury your head in the sand and just say, forget the world. I don't want to do this anymore. I went through a lot of that and I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't care if I woke up, it didn't matter to me. And the only thing that kept me remaining positive for a long time was my kids. Um, they were looking to me to lead them through this. And fortunately, I found the strength by the grace of God to, you know, remain positive and, 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 but in practicing remaining positive, I became a positive thinker. And I mean, I've already been a positive thinker, but in this dark season of life, I didn't care about being positive. I, I mean, if you haven't heard episode one, go back and listen. My wife and I went through hell um, and I don't even share 25% of the, the hell that we went through and the darkness that I've seen and the, the pain and, and agony that my wife went through. I watched my, my marriage slip apart from my hands. Um, I, I, I literally watched her fall apart and I, we slowly started losing. I mean, it was like, I was losing one thing every single day. I was just talking about this the other day. Um, it was like, I lost something new every day. And, uh, gosh, it, it was like, you know, first we couldn't go for walks anymore together. Then she couldn't pick up the kids anymore uh, and literally like pick them up. Um, she couldn't cook anymore. She couldn't 
you know, it's just literally one, one thing at a time. I'm not going to get into all that because I could go on for an hour just about that. But um, I, I really watched her fall apart and I watched our marriage fall apart and we really went through hell. And so I went through this dark season of just like, I don't care. Like what more can I lose? That's how it felt. But of course, you know, I have my kids and um, all this, but I decided, I decided that I wasn't going to quit on life and I wasn't going to fall into the darkness that I felt in my heart. And I would just pray to God, like you told me, you told me that you would take my burdens from me. Please take them, Lord, please take these burdens from my heart because I don't want to do this anymore. And I decided I wanted to like be inspiring with how positive I was and that I wanted to proclaim the gospel and, and the good news of Christ, even though I was going through this darkness. And I wanted to show everybody that God was still good. Because here's the thing. If you're a believer and you go through, you know, you're, you're being put in the furnace, so to speak, and then the heat cranked up all the way, as we all have been through, people are watching you. Your non-believing friends and family are watching you. And they are going to see, do you really believe what you say you do? Because now, now is the time to show your faith. And the Lord will give you the strength if you make that decision. I'm going to show that the Lord is still good no matter what. The Lord is still worthy of my praise no matter what. Because who am I? Who am I to question the Lord? Um, no, I don't understand why Lacey had to go home. And, you know, at first when I'd hear these stories about people being healed from cancer and knowing my bride wasn't, it was so hard for me to see the beauty and, and somebody else getting their miracles. Um, that was hard for me to accept. I was like, well, good for you. What about my bride? Why didn't the Lord save her? Why didn't he heal her? And I just felt him tell me like, like, I, you know, you know what I mean when I say that, like, I didn't hear him, but like, I just felt it on my imposed on my heart that I did heal her as, as you've heard Michelle say before too, I did heal her, Mark. She, where she is, is where you want to be. And she doesn't want to be back there. And I was like, wow, that's, that's so powerful that like, and it just gave me this deep heavenly perspective that like this is all just temporal so <clears throat> you're creating a new life you are creating a new life for yourself so i encourage you to think positive think about positive things even though it's hard sometimes because if you i was just talking about this also the other day think picture a triangle and i saw that i saw a video where a kid was talking about this the, the pastor said this to him or something um at the top of the triangle is you thinking positive. The bottom right of the triangle is your actions. If you think positive, it creates positive actions in your life. And then it goes across to positive thoughts. And actually, I might have those bottom two switched. It might be positive thinking goes to positive thoughts. Positive thoughts lead to positive actions. And then it goes back up to the top. Positive actions make you feel positive. And you have to chase that in life. We can't just quit. 
even though you've been through hell and you probably want to quit. And I know a lot of you, and I, I'm not going to mention you by name for the sake of your own privacy. I know you're very much in the beginning. Um, and we have some of you listeners have messaged us and shared your stories with us. And we, I know, I know that you're in the beginning stages of this and you probably don't want to hear that I need to be positive because all you want to do is lay in bed and cry. And that's okay. That's okay for a season, but you have to get out of bed. You have to continue living. You have to be inspirational and still live for the kingdom of God. And when you make that decision that you're going to do that, it will create the positive thoughts in your mind that are needed to create the positive actions that will fulfill the cycle of positive thoughts, positive actions, positive feelings, all that stuff. Um, and so I would just encourage you to get out and exercise, go for a walk, eat a healthy meal. Um, you know, if you're, if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, I relate to you. Okay. I, I, I'm not judging you, but stop, stop doing things that are negative, that are hurting yourself. Um, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I believe me, I'm not telling you that like, I'm, I'm trying to like project this over your life. Like, like I'm in any position to tell you what to do or what you should or shouldn't be feeling. Cause I understand it. I could have, well, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. So I won't say it, but you know, I just had these, these feelings of like, forget the world. Um, forget everybody who wants to tell me anything that I don't want to hear. Um, and, and I did go through very dark seasons and very difficult seasons, but if you want to live a good positive life, if that's what you want to create for yourself, if you want to create the kind of life that would attract somebody to you, you know, it's, if you want to create a life that's going to attract somebody to you, that's somebody that, that would be worthy of your time. You need to become the kind of person that's going to attract somebody like that. But I can tell you this, your identity is in Christ and not in your marriage. So don't feel like that because your marriage is over, your life is over. I went through that. And I know a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You go through this season of like, I don't even care if I wake up tomorrow. It doesn't even matter. My life is over, but it's not. Because you are you, your identity is in Christ, your strength comes from Christ. And I just want to encourage you to smile for the world. Let everybody see your smile. Let everybody see your inner joy. Let everybody want what you have. Become an inspiring person and you will attract beautiful things to yourself. Um, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. No, I could probably go on this about an hour but um when i'm recording this way i only have 30 minutes to record and we were at 27 minutes i'm sitting here watching the uh timer so i don't go over um but i would just like to encourage you to think positive thoughts to do things that you don't think you can do my girlfriend tina just built a fire pit in her backyard she replaced a light fixture in her bathroom she took a medicine cabinet off the wall and hung a mirror there and She's just on this mission that she's like, I can do it. I can do it. And I just love her attitude. It's so inspiring to me that 
I mean, she does things that I know men who can't do the things she's done. She changed spark plugs on her daughter's car and, and the, the coils. And I was, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, now, uh, and, and she's made the decisions to like do positive things and to take steps forward in life. And I just love it. It's so inspiring. So believe in yourself, believe that you are a beautiful soul who is worthy of being loved again. And whether you're a man or a woman, you are worthy of somebody's love, time, attention. There is somebody out there for you if that's what you want again. There are lots of good people out there who would love to be your friend. Um, so don't fall into this trap, this cycle of, um, you know, letting the grief consume you because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. So I would just say, first off, start with praying to the Lord, praying for him to take away from you any feelings of negativity or that you're not worthy. Um, so anyways, I'm going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I first just like to thank you so much for the beautiful wedding of Michelle and Joel and um, for the blessings that you've poured into their lives. I pray that you bless their marriage richly. And I know the whole audience joins me in saying that and that we just ask for your hand and your guidance and protection over their marriage. Um, I pray for those listening, Lord, that you would give them the courage and the strength to, um, gosh, to just build a beautiful new life for themselves. And you're such a worthy God. You're such a holy God and you are worthy of our praise. And we are sorry for the times that we forget who you are. And that we think that you're on our level or that we're on your level. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me today, guys. Go out and create that new life. Have a great day. God bless.